I hate to say it, but I think he might just about be done. I don't think he's going to be in the major leagues much longer. I wish him the okay. best because he's on my team for the time being. So I got to pull for him. I got to no, hope he you know performs, but we'll see. I'm jotting so- that down because your bad news is my good news <laughs> as a Braves fan, you know? <laughs> You're now listening to the Chopping Apples podcast on the Let's Talk Baseball podcast network. You can find us, of course, on Facebook. You can find the Chopping Apples podcast Facebook like page on Facebook.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and seam heads of all ages, welcome back to another edition of the Chopping Apples podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jorge Huertas, and joining me, my man live and direct, Ozzy Cruz. Ozzy, what's up, brother? Hey, my brother. Everything's doing good. Greetings to everyone from down here in the tropics. What's going on, man? How you feeling? Uh, hey, man, just chilling, uh, getting over like a little bit of a respiratory infection. Thank God it ain't COVID. Thank but, you God. know, once I hear Hell's Bells playing, you know, I'm like Trevor <laughs> Hoffman. I start warming up in that pen and I'm in. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, let's just jump right into it, man. Uh, spring training is uh, winding down these last few days, you know, last couple hours getting into the start of the season feels like forever. Um, It's been like it seems like yeah. forever, man, especially after last year, there was no spring training really at all. Now this year, it just feels like spring training has been like an eternity going on for like weeks and months, it seems like. But we're winding it <laughs> I down. I second that. It's winding down. You know, the Mets, you know, got like a 500 record. But like you were saying earlier, if you're looking at records in spring training, man, you're looking at the wrong thing. Absolutely. You know, um, so a lot of surprises going on. Um, you know, in spring training, it's always the... the Time for uh, new guys to come in, new guys, whether being signed as free agents, rookies coming up. It's the time to make your first impression for uh, for the managers and the coaches and the front office and impress your teammates. That's for right. some of the older veteran guys, it's time to you know show you still got something uh, left. So just jump right into it, man. Spring training, who's, uh, who's caught your eye? Who am I supposed to look out and be worried for this year from the Braves? Exactly. Well, first of all, I just wanted to jump off what you're saying about, uh, you know, you can't be looking at the record during spring training. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff they used to do. Like maybe when you was a kid, like, oh, my God, we're five out in spring training. But, you know, <laughs> then you yeah. get a little bit older and wiser and you just realize the important thing is getting guys healthy. Mm-hmm. Everybody get their at bats in and, you know, and maybe make an early tea time for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just get a couple. Yeah, so innings, basically, couple like, bats. that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> So basically, uh, the most important thing I just wanted to see was make sure all the pitchers were healthy, of course, all the position players as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that has caught uh, not just my attention, but I guess you could say everybody down in Chap Country mm-hmm. is uh, a young guy that even Marquise Grissom, a former Braves center fielder, you know, played for a couple of other teams also. But it's a kid named Michael Harris. Okay. And I believe it was fan graphs that I saw an article a little bit early on that he barely made the top 30 last year. And I think now he shot up to like number five or four. So the kid seems to have all the tools uh, for whatever it's worth. It was banned like right around 300 in spring training, but mm-hmm. he's been churning a lot of heads. And last year, being that it was uh, such a challenging season with the whole situation with the COVID, uh, I, th- I think it was Marquise Grissom that has a uh, baseball camp down in southern Georgia. 
and invited him down there. And he's been, you know, raving about the kid, saying that he's one of those special type of talents. So, you know, it's been pretty good to see a new name now that the Ian Andersons and the Christian Pache's of the world are starting to graduate. Right. So that's one name, but you know, as far as the young guys that really popped off uh, out at me, also Freed has been looking, you know, like uh, that next, uh, I guess you could call poor man's Kershaw that a lot of people have been calling him. Okay. But I'll tell you what, another guy is a veteran guy that pitched for a few seasons, especially I believe it was with the White Sox, is Nate Jones. So I just uh, read on the wire today that he's actually going to make the, the bullpen for us. Uh, coming this up and coming season. And another kid is an infielder, you know, plays uh, three spots in the infield. I, I think I'm going to butcher his first name. So pardon me out there to anyone who's who's offended by that. But uh, here, Adrianza, that guy's the last time I checked, he was hit like over 350 or something. So he's going to be one of those guys to fill out a bench, which is going to be more important this season since we don't have, uh, unfortunately, in, in my opinion, we don't have the designated hitter. So right. those are the kind of guys that really, as as far as health goes, you know, popped off. I already read somebody saying, "Oh my God, Freeman's only hitting 130." I'm not worried about <laughs> Freddie Freeman. I don't know what Freeman hit in spring training last year. And I, you know what? I don't even give a damn. <laughs> you know what, what about I, you and uh, down in in, uh, in Mets country? I, I was going to say the same thing, man. I'm starting to get a little nervous and freaked out. Jeff McNeil's hitting like a buck sixteen, but yeah. <laughs> you know, once the lights and camera, you know, once the action starts, you know, I'll, he'll figure it out. End of the yep. season, he'll be 280, 300. I'm not really concerned. Like you said, it's more about getting at bats. And in his case, I'm more concerned with him getting his reps, his innings on the defensive side of the ball, you know, at second exactly. base, readjusting to just playing second base and being a full-time second baseman this year. Right. Um, you know, been bouncing Especially around. Especially since your, your favorite player, Cano, isn't playing oh, this God, year, you know? Oh, God, cut that shit out, man. I fucking... <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that in post. <laughs> but, yeah, Um McNeil's bounced around, man. He's bounced around, you know, you know, he's a trooper. He's a gamer, man. Every team should have one. And he's been a good soldier. He's played left field, right field, played left field adequ adequately. Well, I mean, considering that he is a, an infielder by trade, um, exactly, yeah. he's played a little bit of third base. It's, it's this spring. He had a couple little rough spots. I think he had a game. He made like three errors or something in a game um, playing third base. So that's a, little rough, but I don't expect him to see too much time at third base. Um, as far as surprises, man, it, it, it was a, a, a really straight-up preseason, you know, spring training, man. You got mm -hmm. the, the rookies that are coming in. They're too far away to really do anything. Khalil Lee was a big uh, offseason addition that we added in that uh, Benatendi three-way with uh, the Royals and the uh, Red Sox, and uh, he looked a little lost. couple games, couple of bats I've seen from him. He's not. I don't think he's quite ready yet. He's got sent down to AAA. Okay. I had no real expectation of him making the big league team. Um, actually, the the biggest the biggest surprises were for what was supposed to be the number five spot in the rotation. Um, you know, we had spoke about it previously. You know, we had David Peterson coming in looking like he was going to be the number five, uh, uh, being that they had signed Taiwan Walker, and uh, you got a uh, you know Carrasco all of a sudden goes down. So now there's another spot in the rotation. So now you're looking at Peterson as your fourth. Mets got actual major league starting pitching depth this season, picked up Yamamoto, and they made a deal mm -hmm. that kind of flew under the radar with the Padres and their million and one deals they made this year, picked up Joey Lucchese. And all three of those guys, like I said, surprisingly enough, all three of those guys pitched really, really well. Um, surprisingly, 
Yamamoto's the one that got sent down. I didn't think Yamamoto uh, was going to get sent down, but um, he got the uh, leg up because he's a lefty. You know, I have a second lefty with Peterson in the rotation, but, um, you know, Yamamoto goes down, and he's he's going to be the first call up, okay. it looks like. Um, from what I'm reading, it looks like they're going to keep Mike, uh, Mike Montgomery, who's that kind of swingman starter, you know, long reliever type lefty. They're going to have the, him uh, in the pen. Yeah, you definitely got to have guys like that. Especially um, that we were talking about this year. Exactly. Or even a good opener, yeah, too, you know? They was actually experimenting with that uh, in today's game. They actually went with an opener for a couple innings before. I forgot who the hell they started after that. I think they put uh, Peterson to start after that. But they actually experimented with an opener for the first time, I think, today. Um, I didn't catch the results of that game. Not that it really matters, but, you know. Um, as Keeping with the uh, surprises theme, that was the good. The bad, uh, Jerry's familiar, okay. Dylan Batances, too high money, you know. Yeah, and they're stabilizing the bullpen. I wasn't expecting much out of either one of them, to be quite honest, but I wasn't expecting them to be as bad as they've been. Batances, I I don't want to throw in the towel, but I think I'm throwing in the towel on Batances. I think he's done. I think the injuries, I don't think he'll ever be what he was, and I don't know how close he can get. Um, I think Batances is just about shot. Um, I'll as tell you far what, as, he was also worked a lot when he was in the Yankees, he, too. Yeah. Always one of the, the top three in appearances every year, so yep. sometimes those innings catch up with you. And it's not, you know what? It's not even the arm stuff, man. He had that Achilles injury, you know, so I, how much of that is affecting his mm. delivery and the power? You know, his fastball hasn't really gotten back up to where it was. He's in, like, the low 90s now, 91, 92. So you, you got to figure, you know, losing that base, losing that uh, that push-off leg, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, you know, I just, I hate to say it, but I, I think he might just about be done. I don't think he's going to be in the major leagues much longer. I wish him the okay. best, um, because he's on my team for the time being. So I got to pull for him. I got to oh, yeah. hope he, you know, performs. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm jotting so that down because your bad news is my good news <laughs> as a Braves fan. You know, <laughs> I'm going to send all these notes to uh, soon and Freeman and crew. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? Send this note to Miguel Castro. Keep an eye on that name. Guy that we picked up, one of those uh, Brody Van Wagenen deals at the deadline last year, sending away decent prospects for okay. what you would think are nobodies. But Miguel Castro this year, you know, from everything I've read last year and, over, you know, the offseason, he's got the stuff and it's supposed to play, just hasn't figured it out yet. He actually right. looked like he's putting it together and taking some positive steps this spring. So, Hopefully okay. that'll uh, that'll carry over into the regular season. Uh, Kevin Pilar, great. Kevin Pilar, decent one year, five million dollar signing, dude. He has been a surprise. I, I'm hoping for his limited role that he's gonna play on on this team this year, which probably a little more than a limited role. Mm -hmm. I, I hope he keeps hitting the way he has been because it's never been a problem. His glove has never been the problem. It's always been the stick. So exactly. if he can keep hitting the way he's been hitting this this uh, spring training, we might see to turn right. a corner last year. He had a pretty good offensive year as well. Yeah, so, so I'm, maybe I'm he carries hoping, that in. Yeah, I'm hoping that that sticks, man. I'm hoping he can. You know, uh, Alonzo's been on fire. You know, Lindor has been an eye opener. Hoping that deal gets done. You know, before opening day, and mm -hmm. uh, I think that's 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 about it as far as the surprises, man. I haven't had. It's been a straightforward, you know, camp. You know the. The right. rookies, you know, didn't expect anybody. One of those kids would have had to have shine so bright that it, you know, made it impossible. And, you know, mm -hmm. young kids, they, nobody really took that step this year, which is okay. 
You know. Okay. Anybody else doing? You're worried about? Nah, I'm. I'm just worried when you're talking about uh, signing up a guy before the season starts. That's what I'm hoping for, Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. You know, because hopefully, you know, that's, that's something he doesn't take into his performance, which I doubt it with a guy like him. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's something that you know you you were hoping in the off season that would would have been done pretty early enough. So that's what one thing I'm pulling for. Yeah, I'm I'm just hoping for that with Lindor also, man. Especially the fact that he gave that hard deadline of opening day that he needs to be done by uh by mm-hmm. opening day or else you know you got such a, a strong free agent class for the shortstop position next off season, but I really don't want to take that risk, man. I want us to lock him up, sign him up, let him be the mm-hmm. face of the franchise along with uh Jake for as long as we have him and Alonzo. That kid's a star, man. You got you know, he's one of the top ten baseball players in, in, in MLB. And you gotta lock them up, you know. Yeah, so that that's something that's gotta that. go. And that's definitely gonna be a key. He's gonna be a, a big key to uh, to our success. Hopefully, Uncle forward. Steve's gives him ten for five hundred. You know, <laughs> tie you guys down for a while. You know what, Uncle Steve's got enough money he can throw out a contract like that, and it wouldn't even you know wouldn't even bother him. But he's a lot smarter than that, so we'll see. You yeah. know, I, I've seen various things. I mean, who knows what you read these days on the internet? But I've heard like six year deals. You know. Uh, 200 and some odd million, 300 million for six worked out to like 34, right. 33, 34 million. I forgot what the numbers were, but somebody had, had written up something like that. That uh, maybe he can go out and get another contract after a six year deal or something like that, right? You know? Exactly, or give him one of those uh, Stanton type deals, 10 year deal with a bunch of opt outs. And you know, we'll, we'll see, man. I, I really just hope that it gets done just so that it doesn't drag. Because right. you know, as well as I do, the New York media, even though it's been a hard deadline, it's like we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to. It's not going to stop the reporters out here in New York yeah. from just asking the question, hammering away on it every day, every game, you know, every yeah. chance that they get. And, and if a guy falls into like a three for thirty slump and has that going, on, I could just you know ruin a whole ex- year. Exactly. That that that'll snowball on you like real quick, man, and you'll get yeah. going the wrong way real fast. So, you know, that's a. Uh, Something to something to think about, man. That's so right. it's like I said, Lindor's a you know he's a big key to what we got going on. I'd like to get your uh, your perspective for your Atlanta Braves, who I view as my uh, chief competition this year. What are the five keys for you guys, man? What what's what has to happen for you guys this year to have a successful season? Not so much winning the World Series. I mean, that's the ultimate success, but. I mean, in this case, making the playoffs, being competitive, making a run at the World Series. What yeah, do you guys yeah. need to do? Yeah, well, you know, this when you're going to have a successful season, you know, we, we, I guess you could measure successful as making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's going to be have have to be a combination of different things, a different dominoes to fall the right way for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a few of the things that I want to see uh, for you know for our team's success this year is going to be. First off, I'm going to have to start off with a full year of Dansby Swanson, you know, performing mm-hmm. at a level like he did in 2020, which he's also done in spurts. But he's mm-hmm. the kind of guy that gets hot for two months and then disappears off the face of the earth for the last four. Mm-hmm. And it's very important because his glove has become elite at shortstop. You could say he's a top three defensive shortstop. Okay. Last year, I think he led, he led in, in defensive war in the National League as well. 
Oh, don't so do that's, that. Don't don't do that. That this ain't the show for that shit. Hey, hey, that's don't, the only don't, one. Don't don't start me. Yo yo, what, I like war when it helps my a guy I'm rooting for out. Okay, man. So <laughs> I can with, pick and choose. Wait, with uh, with Swanson, is it more just a consistency performance thing? Yeah, it's, like, it's uh, more a consistency injury. thing. Yeah, he's had a, a few nagging injuries also, but it's more consistency than anything. Uh, okay. But I really root for the guy because he's also been, I think you could say over the last three years, I know a lot of Braves fans would agree with me, he's probably been our top clutch hitter. Okay. If you look at the kind of numbers he's put on for the seventh inning on him, he's hitting over 350. He's getting to any any type of uh, late inning guy that you throw out there. So that's right. like one guy. He's also like a homegrown kid. So it took him a few years, I guess, to, to accept the fact that he was the heir apparent at shortstop and you know, that big trade that we made with the Diamondbacks to get him. So that's one guy I'm rooting for. And I don't need too much from him either with his glove. But, you know, just give me a full season. You know, give me 270, 20 bombs or something. I'll text him after the show, man. You know, I want to have a heart-to-heart with him. Yeah, put the bug in his ear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so another thing I'm, I'm, you know, really curious is, like, what kind of uh, year we're going to get for Marcelo Zuna. Because after mm, two mm. pretty down years in St. Louis, I know one year he was also injured, but you right. know I don't I don't know if he's going to put together this uh, David Ortiz type of DH season also, especially now he has to play the he has to play back in left field this year, so right. that's the kind of like one more thing I'm going to need to see because he's going to be batting behind Freeman all year. So, you know, g- give me 30 and 100, Marcel. You got it in you, brother. See, that's something that's got to concern you on both ends. You got to make sure he right. hits and, and doesn't kill you completely in left field with his gloves. Exactly. Yep. But what's mm-hmm. good is that we have three center fielders on the team also. You know, we have Acuna, we have Pache, we have Ender and Ciarte, you know, okay. his 180 average. But, you know, if we got to spell a guy late, you know, maybe move Acuna to left and you know, move Pache around or something. So, you know, we got options late. So that's one thing I'm a little bit at ease with, especially, you know, it's it's left field. It's not up the middle. You know, one of those uh, key spots that could really hamper your team. As long as he's not Todd Hundley, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Todd Hundley, Jesus, great catcher, shitty left fielder. Love you, Todd. Great catcher too. Okay, that's a, that's another topic for another day, man. Oh, dude, he set the the, the Mets uh, single season home run record, man. Home run record. Home run you said great catcher. You didn't say great hitting catcher. Let's not get into the into the black that's, dark hole about this now. You that, know? that that that'll be another show. That'll we'll, we'll you know what I am writing that shit down right. Yeah, jot that down, man. You know you got a secret little list Oh, there's a list right in front of the catchers, Hundy. I'm writing that shit down right there. That's gonna be on the yeah. next show. Anyway, so, yeah. keep going. What's your next key? Yeah, one of the next keys is going to be the health and performance of Charlie Morton, especially the fact that he's such a clutch pitcher in postseason. That's basically the mm-hmm. big reason why we got him. And, okay. you know, he's going to be nestled in between uh, Max Fried and Ian Anderson at third, you know, as a third uh, starting pitcher. Right. So I just need health and, you know, hoping he's got that one more big year in him to help get us over the hump. So yeah, that's he's a, he's a little on the older side though, man. You got that's something you definitely got to be uh, concerned with with him is is his health. But even if uh, yeah. I think if he doesn't, you know, have a great statistical year or you know produce on the field, it's got to do wonders for those kids, man. Having a guy like that that's been where he's been, you know, and, and done the things that he's done in the game, just to 
have that veteran, you know, yep. that veteran on the staff that they can just. Yeah, and, and it's also a one year deal. So, you know, it's not like you signed the two or three or anything like that. Right, so, right, right. Hope right, he's right. got a, if he got a few good starts, let, let him save it for October. <laughs> and, I, and one one guy actually that we signed last year that didn't do jack for us made one start i think he pitched like two innings was cole hamels but okay. he he really had a huge influence on max freed and you know free turned in uh uh cy young-esque top uh top 10 season this year too so you know right. that's one of those things that you don't see on paper you don't see that on the stat sheet how right. you know guys that can affect that's what I was just talking about, like with uh, referring to like when I'm talking about Morton, man, like to have that other kind of I mean, Morton's been through some wars in the uh, AL East. He pitched with the Strohs and he helped you know, won a series with the Strohs. Like, yep. so he's he's been there, you know, he's been around. He's been through some things and those kids can learn. And you got a couple of guys like Morton and uh, and Hamels. That's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Not it's exactly. not a bad thing to have on the, on the staff and then, you know, in the bullpen on your off days trying pitches, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's like that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm, that's it's like a double benefit that you can get a, a proven guy in October and also some guy that can influence those kids in the clubhouse. Also, right. Another thing that's going to be key for us is going to be the the I guess you could say about any team basically is going to be the performance of the bullpen because that's what really saved our butt last year. You know, we were second in hitting. But right. I, I think uh, I hope one of those seam nerds out there can you know correct me on this. But I think that the Braves bullpen logged the most innings out of any team last year, especially with the injury to Soroka that we had and a lot of a lot of young kids in the staff. Okay. And we also lost uh, Melanson. We lost Shane Green. So you know that's the uh, two late inning arms that is going to be a little bit difficult for us to replace. And I'm also innings. curious. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. I'm also curious to see, like, you know, how is a bullpen with five lefties going to be turning out? We got wow. Will Smith, AJ Minter, we got Matt Sick, Grand Dayton, and I think Sean Newcomb also made the the opening day roster today. So we got five righties and five lefties. Five so, lefties? Yeah, but it's it's lefties that pitch a full inning. You know, Matt Sick wow. was a guy that you could go three, four innings. AJ Minter also. Jeez, and guys that throw 95 plus too. So. I don't think I've ever, not that I can remember off the top of my head, I, I can't remember a team ever having that many lefties in the pen. You yeah, usually exactly. get, usually most teams carry, you know, two lefties and on a, on a rare occasion you'll get a third, but damn, yeah. five? You know what? Uh, Luke Jackson made the team, so I'll take 10 lefties over Luke Jackson, man. I'll, <laughs> I'll risk it. <laughs> I, you know, there's, a, there's a running joke on the Braves page. It's like, man, he must have something on ownership, man, because he keeps getting the job with his 5-plus ERA. <laughs> so I'm interested Jackson. to see what info he's got. So I'm writing that down. Luke Jackson tattoo yeah, A.K.A. Fluke. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Put in the quarter, Pete and, and Mike, and we'll see what happens. But there. If, I, if I see him pitching against the Mets, I'm gonna be happy though because it's mop up time. That's what that's the time that he's been coming in lately. <laughs> oh, so it means we're blowing you guys out, and it's just you know, okay, I got you. Just in there yeah. to finish off the yeah, game. Okay, yeah. that, I'll take that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you know copy down your words too, man. And hit you back. Let me see what about June 15th. Let's see what's up. <laughs> I got and, you. And uh, the biggest key. Uh, that I see, and I'm sure a lot of uh, guys in you know, Braves Nation agree with me too, is going to be the health of Mike Soroka, how he's coming back from an Achilles heel injury. Mm -hmm. Most likely he's going to be late April to early May. So, you know, that's going to be 
him, Ian Anderson, and Max Freed, you know, are, are the big top three young kids that we got going. Yeah. I'm not too worried about him, about his injury, because first of all, the injury happened what, at a young age. You know, he's under 25, and he's more of a control guy. Okay. So he's a control ground ball type. So it's not like, you know, like you were saying earlier on with Betances, like his 97 turns into 92. Right, that's not right, going right, to be right. like a big, a big thing to hamper him. Right. So, yeah, that's the report on some of the, the big keys that I so see heading into the year. So what about you over keys. there? And you know what? It's 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 going to mirror a lot of the uh, a lot of the same thing. I mean, you can probably get that for just about any team in the game. And first and foremost is health. Mm-hmm. You yep. need guys, the guys that we have on the team that are going to break camp and come up north. They have to stay healthy. And we've got to get a couple of guys back, man. You got to get uh, Seth Lugo back. Um, that was a big, uh, that was a big blow, big injury early on in spring training. He had some uh, bone chips removed from his elbow, which is always kind of scary. You never know how a guy. It's, it's like, yeah, it's just floating particles. It's a minor thing, but it's still the elbow. It's the pitching arm. You never know how you know how a guy's going to rebound. Exactly. Bigger, even bigger thing for me is Cookie Carrasco. Mm-hmm. Um, Cookie Carrasco is another one with stuff in the elbow and kind of he's out. And we got him to, to be that solid second starting pitcher behind um, DeGrom that's going to eat a lot of innings, a little bit older. Some of these younger kids can learn mm-hmm. from him. You know, the Yamamoto's and the Petersons that I was talking about earlier. That's a blow, yeah, yeah. man, because that, that cuts down. It, it makes all these other kids, you know, the Peterson, Yamamoto, said, like they have to step up and, and pitch a slot earlier. Instead of being, yep. you know, the four or five, they're, you know, three, four, you know, mm-hmm. for for all intents and purposes. So the the health thing, man, you know, hoping Thor comes back, supposed to be back, I think, mid-June-ish on okay. the conservative side, like mid-June, maybe even early July, you know, late June, early July, like really conservative. Right. You know, he's already been pitching, though. They said he's gotten his uh, fastball up to 97 already. So he has been okay. throwing off a mound. So I mean, maybe it can, he comes back a little early. He comes back in early June. Honestly, okay. if the depth that we have is is proven to be that it's working and it's major league quality, I say take your time, bring him back a little later. He'll stay uh, fresher. Yeah. He'll stay fresher, and it's like you know, it's like a big <laughs> trade line addition. You know, adding a, yep. a top tier pitcher like that. You know, especially if he's healthy, and he's got his fastball back, man. You know, hundred mile an hour fastball. You know that that'll be yeah. nice with a front with a fresh arm coming. You know who in likes a hundred mile hour fastball? Marcelo Zuna and Freddie Freeman. So yeah, bring that hundred that hundred mile hour fastball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Freddie, I can't talk too much, but that up and in on uh, Marcel. Let's see if he can catch it. <laughs> uh, I still remember that home one Marcel hit opening day off your closer man. That shit was a beauty, man. Everybody, I, think I ran that a loop. Listen, yeah, everybody hit wild. home runs off that closer. Uh, you know that's just just a loss. It seemed like, I think he had like seven, it was seven blown saves like via the home run that season. And it seemed like so much more. It always uh, seemed like every game he got right? in. Yeah, it just seemed like every game he got in, like he mm-hmm. blew a game with a, just a big, you know, backbreaking home run. It just yeah. it was horrible. So, which leads me to uh, a second point, a second key to the season is like you said, the bullpen. What am I getting from who? Uh, I already touched on it a little earlier. Familia's been bad. You know, Batances yeah. is uh I don't know, man. I think he's done, dude. I think I think Batances is 
if he's not done, he might have just a little bit left in the tank, but he's yeah. he's done as like that premier reliever. He's going to have to be a middle end. I'll tell you guy, what, I, when I see Batances, I think of Andrew Miller, one of those guys that was a beast for a few seasons, but so overworked that they blew out kind of early. Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I He's just, for me, a huge question mark. And that, that pen in general, I mean, what Diaz am I going to get? Am I going to get the Diaz from 2019? That was like just ridiculously bad. Am I gonna get the Diaz from Seattle that we traded for uh from, from 2018? Or the guy that was somewhere in the middle that you know started a little shaky last year in the short season mm-hmm. and rebounded, you know, his numbers, you know, for those of you that care about numbers, you know, that that you know analytical shit, they say his numbers, you know, he was a dominant reliever. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll right. see. That's that's gonna be big, man. We gotta see. You know who shows up where Trevor May was a big signing. Um, hoping right. that he can kind of come in and take that uh, that setup man eighth inning role and and lead into Diaz. And if not, right. man, if Diaz falters, if he can come in and actually, you know, if he can close out some games for us, because right now I don't trust uh, Familia or Batances in that role, and there's really nobody else. And until Lugo comes back and proves. Right. That he's healthy. I mean, the bullpen is definitely a, a my what about, biggest. What about concern. our left handies or left handers? What you got down there? The lefties, like I said earlier, we have um, Mike Montgomery. Looks like he's going to make the team. Um, probably as like a, a long reliever, and uh, they signed Aaron Loop. Aaron Loop is actually I didn't put him in as one of my surprises, but uh, in in our first segment, but Aaron Loop has had a really solid spring training so far as the uh, as the lefty specialist. Right. Um, I'm looking at. Yeah, there's a lot, you know, guy like Freddie Freeman, you know, a guy like Juan Soto that you're going to face, a, a Bryce Harper. Like, we're, those are going to be the guys that he's facing. You know, right. he's not coming in to face, you know, your last guy off the bench, you know, in, in the sixth inning or, or like the 14th <laughs> inning. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to be coming up eighth inning, seventh inning, big spots. He's yep. going to need to get outs. So he's going to be big and just depend as a whole. That's right. just gonna be a that's gonna be a big area of concern. That's a big big key. Um, another key along with the just sticking with the pitching. Mm-hmm. Now I talked about Cookie Carrasco making the trade. And we got the pitching depth. Cookie Carrasco was supposed to be definitively like that number two, that like co ace or you know that real strong, true second behind Degrom. Right. Who steps up now? Marcus Stroman has had a really really good preseason, uh, uh, spring training. I'm hoping that. You know, having the year off last year, opting out due to the COVID, you know, that he rested his body, doesn't have as much wear and tear on his arm. Okay. He's had a really good, really, really good uh, spring training. He's pitching for a contract. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Um, they have not, surprisingly, have not negotiated uh, or reached out as far as a contract extension with him or Thor at this point. Um, okay. So that that's a big key. Who steps up? Who's going to be number two? And uh, I got I got a surprise pick for that, which we'll get on you, you know later on in the in the show. Um, defense, 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 defense. Yeah. We've been one of the worst defensive teams over the last you know at least the last three four years. Uh, you got a guy like JD Davis that's unproven at best at third base. Like I mentioned yeah. before, you got McNeil coming back in to play second. <clears throat> He's going to be playing second every day now, which is you know mostly his natural position. And Dom Smith, you know, first baseman by trade, should probably be playing first, and Pete should probably be a DH because his 
glove work isn't as as solid. Right. It's good, but it's not great. You know, he's probably better served as a DH, but you're going to stick Dom in left field, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. his bat plays, obviously, his bat's got to be in the lineup. So to keep him in left field, to keep his bat in the lineup, that worries me because then you've got Nimmo, who is going to be our center fielder, but he's better off as a left fielder, as a corner outfielder. Right. So you kind of got a bunch of spots. And like you were saying with uh, Ozuna, that kind of hurts me you know, potentially because that is going to be up the middle. Nemo's glove visit, you know, he's made a a few nice plays. He's playing a little deeper. It looks like from the few games I was able to catch this season, Mm -hmm. looks like he's playing a little deeper in center field. So I'm hoping that helps, you know, that, that helps him with the defensive positioning. And and in case of Ender, if you want to pay Ender and Ciarte is almost $10 million, you could, okay, okay. No, we're good. No, 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 no. You could just, (laughs) no, we're good. Ender, no. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> but uh, I, Nimmo, a, what's I was going to say, I want to give you a, a shout out. I think I hear your dog in the background, so he's participating on this list oh, too. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. She's worried about the defense, so. Yeah, he sounds yeah, a little worried, man. Yeah, she's definitely worried <laughs> about the about the defense here, man. Um, Last but not least, um, the bats. The bats. We just got to hit. McNeil's been eh, cold this spring. Alonzo. Got off to a rough start, came around a little bit towards the end of last season. Again, you pull the numbers out to a full season. He wouldn't have had the the shocking numbers he had in his rookie year, but he would have come close. Um, we okay. just need them to hit. Michael Conforto looked like he turned a corner last year. Michael Conforto over the last two seasons looks like he's starting to break out. We need that to continue. We need, we need him to hit. Um, there's a question of whether I've seen a lot of the lineups where he's been hitting uh, – He's been hitting third, and they've oh, dropped. Really? Uh, yeah, they've moved him up to okay. the third spot. We've been going a lot with uh, uh, Nimmo, Lindor, Conforto, Alonzo, and then they've been kind of moving uh, Dom Smith and McNeil around with uh, JD Davis, who's okay. hitting in that fifth hole. So yeah, like, I guess trying out, we'll see what fits. To see what fits, but I'll be honest with you, I do like that uh, Conforto hitting third. He's always been a good on base guy, too. Uh huh. So, if he can get away from being so pull happy, which he has in the last, you know, season and a half, last season only being a half season, start going back to left, left center a little bit more and back up the middle. I think he's got the potential to be a 300, 310 hitter, you know, with that 30, you know, 30, 35 home run potential, 100 plus RBIs. And he plays a solid right field. So, the bats, Mm -hmm. that's what needs to happen. I mean, for us to have any kind of successful run uh, through the right. division and through the National League, it's going to be a meat grinder. I mean, we're going to beat each other up. Uh, the Nationals oh, yeah. aren't going to be, you know, any slouch. The Phillies are what they are. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm less worried about the Phillies than I am the Nats because I just honestly just don't think the Phillies right. have enough pitching. Yep. But their lineup is, you know, they got a <laughs> decent lineup. And then there's the wild card, man. You've got the fucking fish, dude. Like, make jokes mm-hmm. about them all the time, man. But yeah. they are definitely. They're there. They're on their way. They're coming. They on the rise. Yeah. So that's not anybody to sleep on, man. And they yep. fuck around, especially with that young pitching out. staff they got. Yeah, I was gonna say they they can fuck mm-hmm. around and have all those young guys, right. uh, you know, hit their stride this year and come out a little early. And you know, right. now it's a three way race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's gonna I definitely be interesting. Yeah, I guess that's something I'll, I'll you know, I get, now that you brought the topic, I'll, pig, I'll piggyback off it and talk a little bit about, about the other three teams in that division. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I'm going to start off with uh, the Filthies, a team that you and I have a lot of love for. 
<laughs> oh yeah, so yeah. much love. <laughs> yeah. So I guess if if any other team is going to have success this year, I, I, you know, challenge for the division or the wild card, you know, I just want to touch a little bit on I guess what the Phillies would have to bring to the table, which is you know no brainer after that historically disastrous season that they had in the bullpen. Right. They're just going to have to have a decent bullpen, you know, for that team in order for them to be competitive. I saw that they added guys like uh, Sam Conrad, Archie Bradley, you know, like maybe get uh, Neris for a full year. So they're right. going to have to have all these guys, you know, bring their A or, you know, they'll, they'll even take their C game after last year. Yeah. <laughs> and well, want to make Bradley, some strides. Bradley's one of those, you know, high risk, you know, a uh, low risk, high reward, you know, you bring yep. him in, hopefully the catch lightning in a bottle and, Right. He could One be a, a good reliever. Guy. Yeah, he, he can be a good reliever for them. But outside, I mean, outside of Nola, they don't really have anybody on that pitching staff that worries me. You know, Zach Wheeler is a solid, like you know, two, three kind of starter. Um, mm-hmm. I was sad. Had a to good see year him go. last year, but let's see when he gets you know, yeah, 25, I, I, 30 starts. Exactly. I was sad to see him go. As far as like you know, he was kind of a homegrown Met. He was the mm-hmm. first. That was like the first domino that fell on the road to like the World Series. You know what I mean? And in, in 15, right. he was like that first real big acquisition. They traded Beltran, picked him up. So it was kind of sad to see him go, you know, homegrown guy. But for the money he was being paid, uh, yeah, I, I, I can understand it, especially when you got the yeah. coupons that, that were running the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's but back outside, when the Dark Knight was good before he turned into like a Robin or some it, shit. You know? Exactly. He actually made the uh he's he's making the team out in uh, Baltimore. So I'm I'm rooting for you, Harvey. Yeah. Like and I really shark, it's really hard to crack that rotation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, you can give me two or three starts. I'm sure I can give you six innings, yeah, man. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? <laughs> I'll I'll take an opener spot, you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh I'll be, know, fool, I'll be fooling everybody, including myself. You know, I stuff. I'll tell you what, I, I wish Matt Harvey the best of luck. Hopefully he's learned a few things. Hopefully mm-hmm. the injuries haven't taken that much of a toll. Um, right. That's uh, Jake Robinson's team out there, the Baltimore Orioles. Jake Robinson, who runs the Let's Talk Baseball uh, podcast network, baseball, pa- uh, baseball yep. page on Facebook. He runs the Let's Talk Baseball podcast network, which we are a part of the Chopping Out podcast. Best, uh, baseball groups on Facebook. Not one, not one of the best, man. That is the best hands yep, down, course, the yeah. best uh, baseball and, page on Facebook. And Jorge's somebody. a little humble, but you know, we're both Hall of Famers on that page, so we know <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring that up, I was gonna save that for like later on, you know. Yo, man, we gotta go pat ourselves in the back too, you know. But yeah, I guess so, you know. You know what? I'll congratulate you, Hall of Famer. You can call me Hall of Famer. You know, we can just kind of right. do one of those things. But the jacket's uh, still on the way. I guess it got lost. I got yeah. Where's know? where's my jacket, Jake? <laughs> what 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 are we doing? Like, do we get gold jackets or what's happening here, man? Anyway, yeah. let's talk baseball <laughs> podcast network. Look for us on Facebook. Find us on wherever you listen to your podcast. Let's talk baseball podcast network. My man Jake Robinson with his uh, Baltimore Orioles. So now that we are uh, deviated, you know, the Orioles stuff. Right. Back to the rest of the uh, National League East. We're not talking about yep. filthy anymore because I can't stand filthy. Yeah, um, exactly. It even, you know, even hurt me a lot to say it. You know? <laughs> let's talk <laughs> about our other favorites, the Washington Nationals. Oh, yeah, the Washington Nationals. I guess you know, one of the, the offseason moves that they made was uh, adding John Lester as a number four. I guess they're trying to you know, find the same magic like we're hoping with Charlie Morton. It's going to be a little bit more tougher with a guy like John Lester. Right. Uh, but the, the key for them, of course, has always been the same thing for the past six, seven years, and that's starting rotation, mm-hmm. which is uh, 
on paper is always a pretty formidable rotation with guys like Scherzer, Corbin, uh, a certain guy that's always hurt. You know, I don't want to mention him too much. But it's, it's like, you know, when does that become the hindrance, though? You know what I mean? After the years pass and those innings start mounting up. So that's one of the things that is going to be interesting uh, to watch in regards with that team. And two uh, bats that they added was Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber. Two right. similar all-or-nothing type of guys, not pretty good defensively. So that was puzzling that you would add both of those guys now my, my, to their my, team. My thing with that is, like, you can live with Bell going cold for his stretches if mm-hmm. Schwarber's going to hit. But exactly. if Schwarber yeah. doesn't hit and neither one of them are hitting, outside yeah. of Soto, where are they getting their – where are they getting their offense from? Where are they getting? I tell you, I'm, I'm walking Soto all day with those guys behind them. Oh yeah, so absolutely. I'm not, something. you know, Soto. That kid's a phenom. Like, yep. Um, yeah, he's he's not getting pitched to in any spot. He's nope. take four, you know, take your base, and I'll, I'll let one of these other dudes try to beat me. You know what yeah, I mean? But, absolutely, I'll take um, my risk all day. What you said was interesting. They've been making their living the past few years. Won a World Series a couple years back, making their living off that starting rotation. At some point, I mean. Max is almost 40. Yep. Strasburg has had his injuries. Corbin had the big deal like a couple yeah, years back. Had a pretty back bad year Hasn't really lived up to it. Lester, back mm-hmm. in his day, you know, eight, nine years ago, was a really solid pitcher. But nowadays, another older veteran pitcher is like, where, where's the shot of, of youth? Where's that injection of youth, that next generation of pitchers that – at, at yeah. some point, Scherzer's got to fall. It just happens. You know what I mean? At some yeah, point, exactly. he's not going to be as dominant. He's going to lose a couple miles mm-hmm. off the fastball. He's not going to be able to get that snap on a slide or the breaking ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to be something. And he's a guy that his style is full throttle too. You know, all the time. So at some yep. point, it, it's going to falter. You know what I mean? Yep. What you know, Strasburg is one injury away from being out for the season. You know, one mm-hmm. tweak or something. It's like they're. Like a house of cards, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's there, and if it's solid, it's solid. And if it's not, yeah. it can fall apart and go south for them real quickly. Another thing and, that's always been their Achilles heel has been the bullpen. That you know they tried to write that ship by adding Brad Hand this year to solidify the ninth. Right. I guess they have him. You know Willie Harris, uh, guys like uh, Hudson that they got a couple of years that pitched pretty good for them, and especially in the postseason, Juan Suero. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the one team I guess you know if that if the pitching clicks you can see them make a check you know make a run at least to a, for a wild card. Yeah, that them more than anybody like they that yep. is a team when we're speaking about health in the last segment like that's a team that mm-hmm. they're gonna need to stay healthy. They're gonna need their starting pitches to stay healthy and they're gonna need them to produce. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what what do you got for me on the fish? Yeah, we touched a little bit on the fish. It's, you know, the, the key young rotation that they have in another season under the belt, postseason experience last year that pretty much came out of nowhere. Right. So, you know, that's a team that you're always going to – it's always going to be – at the very least, it's going to be a pesky team. And as far as the, you know, moves that they made, the one I can remember is uh, one that we felt in Braves country was adding Duvall. Mm-hmm. Out in left field, hopefully, yeah, it's good to see Adam get a, a full season. Maybe he could get you 30, 35 bombs. So, you know, that's one team that it's all going to be on that young pitching. If they if they get performances out of them, then you can see them make a, a decent little run, too. 
but it's a stacked division. You know, you can flip flop a few of these teams, and at the end of the year, you Absolutely. wouldn't be surprised. You can say everything we've said about all of these teams and not name one of them, and you wouldn't know which team you're talking mm -hmm. about. You know what I mean? As far as the bullpens and the health and the pitching, so it's gonna it's gonna be uh, an interesting year to say the least. Especially right. again, you pay you play each other 19 times a year. It's it's gonna be a grind, man. It's gonna be a yep. grind. It's gonna it sets up for a really really interesting season. Um, mm -hmm. I was thinking, you know, you look at the division, you look at what's going on, you know, you're going to have your division winner, whether it be us, whether it be you guys, uh, mm -hmm. the nationals, or even, you know, the fish surprise somebody, yeah. the lack of moves made outside in the other divisions in the national league. I'm thinking wild cards got to come out of the national league East, but damn, you, mm -hmm. you start putting that schedule together and you're looking at it. It, it could get to a situation where they're beating each other up so much that you know a team in the yeah. a team out the west or, or or a team in the central can kind of sneak in and have a shot at yep. taking that second wild card. You know, so that's, that's right. This is the time of year, spring training. You're right. You know, it's almost about the, the clock's about to strike midnight. You're about to get into the regular season. Now, this is the time of mm -hmm. year where you get into prediction season. Oh yeah. And since, and since we're here, since we're talking about it. Division champs, World Series picks, all that good stuff. Let's get let's right into it, man. Who okay. do you see? I mean, we're not gonna talk about the National League East because you're gonna say Braves. I'm gonna say the Mets. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna go there. Exactly. Who do you see? Who do you see taking the National League Central? Yeah, I guess the National League Central is one of those those uh those divisions that you can say that everybody's saying it's the Cardinals, so I'm gonna go with that. Just because no other team really seems to be intimidating in there. You know, the Brewers is always a team that can make it interesting, especially in September. We all know that they catch fire uh, down the right. stretch. But, you know, I guess uh, safe money would be on the Cardinals. I wouldn't bet too much either. But I could right. see that, that them you know, for sure making a postseason out of the Central. Well, you know what? Uh, nobody nobody yeah. else did anything. Nope. Nobody else did anything. The, the Cubs blew it up for, for all intents and purposes. Yep. You know, uh, Pirates are the Pirates. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Brewers didn't make any real substantial moves. The Reds you know? lost Trevor Bauer as well. Right. So it's like, it kind of, for me, I, I went with St. Louis also in the Central because, okay. I mean, it's it's theirs to lose. Yep. At, at this point, I mean, on paper, looking at it, they had the big bat in Arenado. I mm -hmm. think it's, it's theirs to lose. So, you know, moving on. Let's move on to the sure. next one. National League West. Actually, worse, we got two powerhouses out there, right? One that's been a powerhouse the past uh, seven, eight years or so, and one a powerhouse in the making, the Padres. I still say that at the end of the day, especially by adding someone like Bauer, it is the Dodgers' division to lose regardless, as mm -hmm. much as I hate to say it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of course, I see the, the wildcard team, one team definitely being the San Diego Padres. And, of course, the other spot, I'm going to give it to you guys, man, you know? Hopefully yeah, we we'll spread a little of that jinx energy, but I definitely see. <laughs> <laughs> so we've 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 lined up like exactly like hundred percent on this. What with the exception right. of the National League East winner, um, I got the Dodgers. I mean, you got to beat the champ. You know what I mean? And they've they've yeah. owned the National League West for how many years at this point? Yeah. And yeah, it's sexy and it's exciting what the Padres have done on paper. Right, but they haven't Until put they it out it. there exactly. Yeah. They haven't put it out there in a regular season to see. Who's doing what? 
interesting note. Um, one of my favorite players, one of the most exciting players in the game, you know, one of my favorite non-Mets, I should say, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. came up with an injury, something with his shoulder. Um, I don't know how serious that is. Like he tweaked tweaked his shoulder. So, you know, again, health, man, you got, you got to get health. You got to stay healthy. So, I also picked the Padres for for taking one of those wild cards just because mm-hmm. how could you not with the pitching that they added and that young core talent that they've got. I've picked them right. to take the wild card in the National League. And the other one is is the Braves, man. And, I, and I, you know, honestly, I'm a you know, baseball fan. You know, I'm a Met diehard, but I'm realistic. And to me, it's, it's going to be one of us. It, it's one Actually, of us is yeah. taking a division and the other one's going to wind up taking the wild card. I, I don't see anybody – Yep. You know, unless you get a surprise there. And really, it's the fish that worry me more than anything else. The Marlins team mm-hmm. is the one I'll be honest with you, more than right. even definitely more than the Phillies. I actually had all yep. things being even, man. I have Philly finishing last. Not to say that they're going to be the mm-hmm. worst, you know, most horrible team in the league, but they could be a 500 team and be last. And be last. Yeah, yep. exactly. I, I think that's what's going to wind up happening. I think they're going to mm-hmm. have another 500 year and they're going to finish last behind a fish. And it has yep. nothing to do so much and, with Philly. I just I and last could even be like six, seven out too. You know? Right, exactly. I I, team getting blown out of that division either. I, I have I have just that much uh, uh, faith, I guess you could say, in in the Marlins and what they're doing and those young kids they got coming up. I think yep. the Marlins wind up, you know, at minimum in in you know fourth place. They're not finishing last this year. I don't I I, I don't see them finishing last in that okay. division. So. That covers the national over to the AL, right? AL. Let's talk AL. AL East. Who you got? I think I guess you could say the AL is perhaps a little bit more easier even than the National League. It seems like to be the same type of teams at the top the past few years. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. AL East, I'm going to have to stick with the Yankees. You know, they got Cole. They, you know, added guys like uh, Kluber, Jensen from uh, the Pirates, uh, Jameson, I mean. Jameson. So, yeah, so I, I definitely see them. Winning, I could even see them winning, you know, half heavily in that in that division, especially if uh, their hitting could get healthy. That's always been their their bugaboo the past couple of years. Yeah, you got to get them uh, to stay healthy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Stanton, Stanton, the central. Stanton and and Judge got to stay healthy. Yep. Now mm-hmm. the central, I made my pick before I found out that Mount Eloy Jimenez is going to be out for such a long time, but I'm gonna have to stick with the White Sox. Uh, like that pitching rotation that they got, adding a guy like Lance Lynn to that rotation. I think to me the pitching is going to be this what separates them from the Twins, right? From actually capturing the division, and in the West is going to be the same thing with the Astros. Until you knock them out, I'm going to keep picking them. You know, even though Verlander's out, they seem to always find a way, especially mm. with the uh, Oakland's limited budget and you know the Angels. Seem okay. to always forget about the importance of adding a starting pitcher, right. you know, to get them over the hump. So I'm going to stick with the Astros for the West, and then the wild card. I'm going to be. I'm going to choose uh, the Twins out of the Central. I just think that the White Sox and uh, the Twins are going to have the benefit of maybe beating up a little bit more on the other teams. I know the Royals made a, a little bit of a of a move, also, you know, adding a couple of veteran guys, but I don't think it's going to be too much to give too much hassle to those top two teams. Right. And the other team is a young, exciting team, especially on the offensive side, the Toronto Blue Jays. I was going to go with the Rays, but, you know, the Rays losing two of their starting pitchers and Snell and Morton, I think is going to be tough in a six-month year instead of a two-month stretch. 
Right. So yeah, that's what I got uh, as far as the as how the AL goes. You know what? We're we're in lockstep as far as the AL. Also, um, I actually forgot, man. I don't know how, but uh, Eli, I forgot Eloy got hurt, and he's gonna yeah. he's gonna miss the whole season, right? He's out for the year. Yeah, I think I so, heard the five or six. Oh, very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah good um, exciting player. So I got the Yanks out. I got the Yanks out in the AL East. Um, mm-hmm. That there's just too much, and they've got the money that whatever they need, if they need something midseason, they're they'll go get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a, a big key: you got to get Stan healthy. You got to keep Giancarlo healthy. You're gonna Judge, need, yep. yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Judge and, and Stan. You need them healthy. You need those guys to play. You know, 120, 130 games. You're gonna need that bats for those guys. But yeah. even more important for them than that is you need Luke Voigt and Gio Urshela to continue to produce offensively the way they have been the last couple of seasons. Uh, I I, agree. uh, The first year was at 19. Urshela came up with all the injuries and they got him off the scrap heap. It's like, oh, look at this. You know, they're so smart. I mean, in reality, it was lightning in a bottle. They got lucky. The kid got hot. It's got a great glove, yeah. glove will play, no problem. I'm more worried yeah. about there's going to start to be a book on him if there isn't yeah. already. So another he, key for them is always going to be Gary Sanchez. You know, that's well, always I'm going to get yeah. to that. But but Urshela, <laughs> yeah, Urshela's because they're they're going to lean on Urshela. They're they're leaning mm-hmm. in, on Urshela's bat. So that's going to be an important thing for them. And yep. then the big enigma, Gary Sanchez. Like, mm-hmm. are you going to get the guy that's going to hit you know a buck thirty? Or are you going to get the guy that looked like he was going to be a 300 hitter, like Hall of Fame type yeah. offensive catcher? Yeah. Because so that, with his glove, he's going to have to hit. He has with to. The type of glove that he if, has. If he doesn't hit, he is not a major league baseball player. Yeah. Not as a catcher. I mean, if he don't hit, you got nowhere to put him. It's not like he can lean on his glove like Urshela and you can, oh, okay, it's a rough stretch. They're figuring him out. He's got to adjust the yep. adjustment, but his glove is playing. So you can keep. Mm-hmm. Or shell in the lineup, and you can kind of ride him out for a little while. Hope the bat comes around before you have to make a move. Gary yeah, don't absolutely. hit. Gary can't play because mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez can't catch the ball. He, I don't think he calls a particularly good game. He can't frame yeah. it. There's, there's so many things that he can't do well that it's just not fair to kind of like pile on to him because he's he's not a defensive type catcher. I've always said it. We've had those convos. He's yep. a DH, you know, that plays catcher. You yeah, know, absolutely. so. That's that's for the Yankees again. Eloy again. That's unfortunate. That's a big blow for the White Sox. But I did yeah. pick them because I do think they have enough pieces around the diamond coming around. A guy like Tim Anderson at shortstop. I think yeah. he's a is an exciting player. I think he's a, a leader in that clubhouse for them. I think he uh, I think he the steps dude's up. Got sass too. Exactly. He's got Good some sass. Got some yeah. pizzazz, and I think he can rally around them. They got Lucas Giolito at the top of that rotation. I think. On the pitching end, I think they edge out the Twins. Mm-hmm. This is where we differed, though. In the national, in the in the American League West, okay, I'm actually gonna say, despite not getting the big name or even any real known commodity for a starting pitcher, I picked the LA Angels. I okay. think they're gonna do enough, not because of what they did, it's because of what Oakland can't do financially. Right. It's the things that. You know, the Astros lost. You know, mm-hmm. losing Springer was a big blow. Yeah. Losing Verlander, uh, yeah. exactly. So, I, it's kind of almost like it's theirs by default. Just go get it. 
You know what I mean? Okay. You're going to get a year of Otani healthy. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, Otani's going to be healthy. He'll have a full season of, uh, you know, pitching as well as hitting. You know, that could be a big boon for them. Yeah. Um, so I got them coming out of the West. I mean, the, the Rangers are tearing it down. They're in the, you know, the beginnings of, uh, of a rebuild. So yeah. they're, they're like, you know, they're like an afterthought. And then the wild cards, I said the same thing. And what's interesting is I took the twins, same reasons, you know, I just think, right. you know, they were the division winners. They have a lot of talent in that ball club. I think the White Sox edged them out on pitching. Yeah. The other wild card, I picked the Jays. Now, mm-hmm. picking the Jays, I will say this. If the Yankees do not stay healthy, if, the you know, the Judge and, and Stanton combination, if Sanchez doesn't hit, you know, it's got to take a couple things to go wrong on the Yankees' end. Oh, yeah. But I can absolutely see the Blue Jays taking that division. Yeah. I definitely can I almost see that. picked them, too, but I, I, once I keep looking at that yeah, starting rotation. Exactly. You, know? you kind of look at it. I, I was on the same fence, and it's like, you know right. what? <laughs> I feel a lot more comfortable picking them as a wild card, like a definitive wild card, right. than the division winner. Exactly. Yeah. So... That's that's what you have. And I got the Yankees, the White Sox, the Angels, Twins, and Jays in the wild card. That leads me down to, I'm not going to go through the whole brackets, but right. surprise, surprise, I've got the Jays and the Mets in the World Series. That's my World Series Jays matchup. Jays and the Mets. Huh? Yeah, I got the Blue Jays and the Mets in the World Series. That's, that's my uh, World Series prediction. I think when it comes down to it, I don't think, Stanton and Judge are going to stay healthy uh, for the full okay. year. I don't think they'll be healthy enough when it counts in uh, in October. Right. And I just see that those young kids, man, Vladdy and Bichette and Biggio, and you know, you got Guriel. They added George Springer, a veteran who's been there, mm-hmm. who performs in the right. postseason, and that's the one guy that I, I. That's the one miss that the Mets mm-hmm. missed out. That I, I wasn't in love with the money. And not so much the money. I wasn't in love with the years, but that was okay. the guy that I thought the Mets needed. Um, yeah, okay. But George Springer was a big get for them. Um, I can. I'm. I'm going with that man. I'm going with the Jays and the Mets in the in the World Series. That's my prediction for the World Series matchup. With, of course, me being a homer, I'm going to take my Mets in six. <laughs> What's your worst series? You know, yeah, you, you kind of skipped over the fact of picking for the NLEs, but you know, I'm keeping tradition. I'm picking the Mets to win, hoping that you know the jinx machine still works. Ah, okay. Yeah, so don't worry about that. Yeah, okay. so I wanted to pick the Braves making it, especially the fact that we were one game away last year, had the Dodgers against the wall. Mm-hmm. With basically no pitching rotation, you know, guys that were pieced together and performed good over the last month. Right. But I just think that getting Bauer and a full year of prize, having a guy like Trevor May also on that team, Urias, Kershaw, Bueller, I just think with that hitting, I think it's going to be way too much, you know, for you, you want to kind of hoping on a World Series hangover. But, being, you know, besides mm-hmm. being a homer. My thinking with the Dodgers is Kershaw is another year older. He's got the injury history. I think right. he's he's definitely on the on the on the the downside of his career. He's definitely on the back end. Mm-hmm. Trevor May is, you know, he's on his way up. Trevor Bauer is yeah. absolutely like a million percent in my mind and in my opinion, completely overrated. 
Mm-hmm. I do not think yep. for all his shenanigans on social media, I do not think he's going to survive uh, dealing with the media in LA. Um, the pressure that mm-hmm. comes with a $40 million contract and being the, you know, baseball's first $40 million a year pitcher. I, I mean, he had one good year. He was dominant in the 60 game season. Yeah, I get it. But that doesn't cut it, man. You know, like for me, mm-hmm. go and do it. I'll be more surprised if he does, you know, if he does well, than if he like you know falls on his face, and not not that I wish that one, I do kind of wish it for him because oh. fuck LA. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I, I I just don't see it, man. I think he's a number three pitcher at best. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think at, at his absolute best, he's you know maybe a number two, maybe yeah. if you got nobody else. But I, I'm not a fan of Trevor Bauer. I'm not a fan of the antics. That's what I'm glad the Mets missed right. on. I, I could say the antics at twenty a year, but not forty. You know what I mean? And, and nah, man, you know, maybe you guys, because you guys don't have the history, but for us, right, and trying to be rebranded and trying to, you know, start the new regime, you know, there's always this LOL Mets thing. You get a bunch mm-hmm. of guys that, you know, on the page, you know, Let's Talk Baseball Podcast Network on the Facebook page. They uh like to, you know, clown the Mets and talk about all oh, same old Mets, same old bullshit, you know, bringing up shit with, you know, Callaway and all these other things that have happened, but like yeah. it's a new team, it's a new regime, it's a new ownership, it's a new front office, it's a, everything is new. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's starting a new history from now. You know, I don't need that. I don't need yeah. that guy bringing attention to me, and that shit comes off as real, like you know, like me first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his shit is more important than you know what he has to say in his opinion, and you just don't need that. You know, and I don't know mm-hmm. how you got. You're walking into a World Series winning clubhouse. How's that going to play off with those other guys in there? When you got a vet that's been as dominant as Kershaw, when you got a professional, like uber professional, you know, know, uh, perennial MVP candidate in Mookie Betts, how's that going to play? You know, I heard there was, you know, I had read there was already some rumblings that, you know, the the social media stuff has rubbed people the wrong way out there. So it it, it is what it is. And that's just for me. It's like, I hope they're sick, man. You know, I'm tired of seeing them bounce my brains on the playoffs. No, it'll be us to bounce you guys out the playoffs. Don't worry about it. We'll be all right. Uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pick you guys in four. Oh, God. That's that's supreme. You're you're really going with the jinx, man. Jesus. You know, this is this is not a visual podcast, so thank, thankfully you can't see all the candles I have here, <laughs> the smoke, bo- the cigar smoke going around. You, you got know? the Santeria going, <laughs> you know it, man. <laughs> Down here in PR, man, one of the originators. <laughs> I hear you, man. So now we've gone through all our division, you know, our division picks and all. Let's get to the fun stuff. Let's get to the awards, the uh, oh, yeah. MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the mm-hmm. Year. So National League MVP, who you got? National League MVP is going to be, I think, super competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the familiar names that you've seen over the past few years. Mm-hmm. But I think one guy, if he gets 150 games, is going to be Acuna. I think okay. that one of the key things for him was getting on base. And the fact that he hit 250 and on base around 420 showed me a lot. Okay. And I, I think he even has the potential of hitting, you know, 50 home runs for the for the Braves this year. Okay. I mean, he's a guy, you don't, you don't see, he's not a, a big guy either. You know, he hits home runs to right field, like nobody's business. Like you saw the home run derby a couple of years ago. Right. So I'm seeing him as a 50-30 type of guy and sneak it in to get that MVP. Second, I got Juan Soto. I wanted to put Soto first because he is such a phenomenal talent, phenomenally talented hitter. 
But I just think that he's going to be walked so much, and it's not going to be one of those, oh, he's got a great eye walk. He's going to be intentionally walked a lot with those kind of bats behind him to, you know, maybe to be just enough to get a Cunha over that. That Barry Bonds effect. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But at least right. Bonds had Kent behind him. I don't see right, no right. Jeff Kent on that roster. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yep. All right, so that's and, what I was going to ask you for was the, okay. the, the homer pick and the non-homer pick for the AL yeah. and for the NL. Um, yeah. Who you got in the American League? Uh, for the MVP, right? Yep. Okay, I got one of the guys I got breaking out. Uh, I guess you could say a little bit of a surprise is DJ LeMahieu. He's oh, the kind of guy okay. that uh, one of these 320 type of hitters plays a few spots in the infield. Mm-hmm. And if you see the last two years, I think he's finished, if I'm not mistaken, top five both years yeah. for the Yankees. I think top and like I three, just, if I'm not mistaken, last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Top, two, top three last year. Yep. So I think he's going to, in a 140-start season, he's going to have enough to get over the hump and maybe sneak in and steal that, that uh, MVP away from the Trouts of the world. Okay. So I got him, and of course, I got to put Trout second, you know? I mean, it's that. He's the Jordan of baseball, so you know you got to give the man respect and you know stick him in that second slot. Right, right, right. Okay, so I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the homer, my homer pick. I'm gonna go with for okay. MVP. I'm gonna go with Francisco Lindor. I think okay. what he's meant for this team, what he's gonna mean for this team. I think what he's meant for them in spring training. Man, look at you getting all optimistic. So, so far, I mean, what? <laughs> well, not even just. I mean, just hope. Just that symbol of, right, of right. you know of just hope, and it's a new, a new day. He's taken mm-hmm. to the city already, and with his media interviews and stuff, like he has already become the face of the franchise. Yep. I mean, in the short. You know, his personality has been begging for a big limelight ex- too. You know? Exactly, and I just think he is gonna shine. Like he's gonna get that big stage and the bright lights, and he is yeah. just gonna shine. He's already, you know, in spring yeah. training, he's had a phenomenal. He's hitting almost four hundred. You know, mm-hmm. in spring training, he's like three eighty yeah. something for whatever it's worth. But I, I just think and you he's know, we gotta have, pull for the guy a little bit. A, a boy, boy, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and he's right. he's been one of my favorites. Him and uh, him and Carlos Correa, and Correa, you know quick sidebar Correa has always been you know since he came up like probably my favorite non-met got to see him right. at a Yankee game I went to my father-in-law his, his uh his rookie year his second year and it was yeah. couldn't take my eyes off the kid man he just he just played yeah. ball you know what I mean and mm-hmm. but the injury that back injury yeah, and then man. you know you get that injury in the back you're not the same yeah. but Lindor was like real like a real close second but now he plays yeah. for my team so you know, and the the one thing that surprised me about Lindor was that pop from that slight frame. You know, yeah, kid's got a bat, man, mm-hmm. and he, he you know he pulls side. It's not as short a porch <laughs> as a, as Yankee Stadium, but you know, mm-hmm. City Field has a decent you know decent right field too, man. He, he yeah. he's pulled quite a few in spring training, so I'm looking for him to have a huge breakout year under the bright lights of the big city. Right. Um, and he's my National League Homer MVP pick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I'm I'm right with you on the non-homer pick, Juan Soto. I just I think I think like what you're saying that it's gonna you know be a detriment to him being walked and not having anybody really around him. I think that I think the kid's still gonna put up numbers, and I think it's gonna and I think people are gonna look at that and be like, damn, and look how much he walks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like look how much they pitch around him, and he's still putting up his numbers. And I think that'll make a real strong case for him. The kid's yeah. a phenom. He's, he's 20 years old. You yeah, know what I mean? It, or something it's, insane. Like, it's insane. The, the, the patience that he has at bat, the power that he has, the speed. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the kid's a complete pack. He is what you would think is a prototypical MVP, you know, type player. Yeah. And so that's that's my non-homer vote in the in the NL and in the AL, man, until proven otherwise, it's Mike Trout. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. The end of sentence. It's it's Trout. It's gonna always be Trout. Uh, you know, it, I think it would be a lot easier and a closer to like a unanimous selection. Right. If they made the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. But dude, dude's a phenom. It is what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't go, I don't like to go as far as some people's like, oh, we've never seen this before. Oh no, no, absolutely it's, not. It's just hyperbole, yep. but. There's a guy on the same team that's not a shell of himself, but first base DH. Exactly. So I I, I stopped short of all that, but you can't deny what the guy's just a phenomenal fucking baseball player. Mm -hmm. You know, a prototypical baseball player. What you would want, you know, uh, build a baseball player and you're going to wind up coming up with a Mike Trout. So that's my pick for the uh, the American League uh, MVP. Now moving on over to the pitching side, the Cy Young. Give me one uh, non-homer pick in the – well, first, give me the homer pick in the National League Cy Young race. Right. Okay, well, I get one guy I'm going to stick with because I love what I saw from him last year, mo- moving that, that curveball and two different, two or three different type of curveballs. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Max Freed. You know, I okay. think that that influence that Cole Hamels had on him last year, the $18 million we paid him for t- two innings, thanks, Cole. You know, I think that was to be one of the, the big things that he needed to put him over the top. So I don't necessarily see him winning, but he is going to be my homer pick. I can see him finishing top five again. And out of that, you know, it pains me to say it, man, but it's got to be DeGrom. You know, mm-hmm. DeGrom, best pitcher in the game. I don't care. Cold spin rate. You can bore me all day with that with that kind of info. He is one of the top five. But, you know, until I see someone – Knock off the Grom on a six month season. Let, that's let, gonna be the guy let, I'm going with. Let me ask, let me ask you a question. That because right. you just said it, right? Mm-hmm. The Grom, hands down, best pitcher in baseball. You and I can agree on that. Yep, easy. How wide of a gap is it though? Like, I mean, like he's far. I mean, it's not even close. There's nobody even no. close to nope. Jacob DeGrom for the crown of, like, best pitcher in baseball right now. Am I, am I coming off too much as a home, or is that, like, an accurate statement? No, I don't think so, because I, w- I would put Cole as second, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't put him close, right? you know, to DeGrom's level. Right. Especially the, the type of numbers that he put with the hitting that you guys did in his start. I mean, historical type of numbers. Right. And, like, I, we touched on the first episode was it's rare to see a guy age and his fastball climb to 100. Right, you know, I, I don't. I don't remember last time I've seen something like that. And not only that, he's learning how to pitch more too, which yeah. is insane to think about. Like he's like, it's. Just, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, honestly, like you read of mm-hmm. the all the historical great starting pitchers and, and whatnot, right. but actually seeing on a you know start to start basis, yeah. season after season, I don't think I've ever seen like that's much seeds. Oh yeah. shit, the Grom is starting tonight. Like I clear my schedule. Tell my wife and kids leave me alone. I'm watching the Met game. Like yeah. I I need to see the Grom start. So mm-hmm. that goes without saying. My homer pick, obviously, for the Cy Young in the National League is the Grom. I it's mm-hmm. it. It's not even close. I you can bring up whatever name you want. Garrett Cole. It's like Cy Young, best pitcher in the world. What it's like the Grom. Yeah. And then everybody else a few steps mm-hmm. back. I don't even. It's like Trout in the hitting until Betts, you know, kind of came up and took that two spot and even, clearly. And even still, he can only take that two spot. You know what I mean? Right. And there's such yep. a wide gap between one and two 
it's just not close. So until further mm-hmm. notice, until he stops pitching, Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. He's the best pitcher on the planet, and he's my Cy Young winner You know, as a homer pick. As far as a, a non-homer pick, I said Luis Castillo for the Reds. Okay. I think I think Luis Castillo is going to have a breakout year. I think he's severely underrated. He's flying under the radar. Um, they don't have much offense to speak of. You know, they right. kind of did more subtracting than they did adding this uh, mm-hmm. this offseason. He's going to have to step up. And there's just something about the kid. I like I like the demeanor. I like what what little brief stuff I've seen from him. I mm-hmm. think he steps up and he shows. Again, you got Jacob Degrom in the conversation. But I think he's gonna take that step up into that that next stratosphere. I hear your dog is agreeing with you, man. So now, um, <clears throat> I just think that's uh, Luis Castillo is a good pick. And as far as the American League go, until mm-hmm. like how, like we were just discussing, until he sh- anybody else steps up, I'm gonna go with Garrett Cole because of okay. like the whole spin rate thing. I mean, he has shown to be a a dominant pitcher at times. He had right. that stretch where he didn't lose. That's going to be my American League Cy Young pick is uh, Garrett Cole. And moving right along, Rookie of the Year. Give me your Rookie of the Year in the American League. Okay, I guess, you know, one of the, the cool names that everybody's been throwing out there has been a guy like uh, Wanda Franco, a certain mm-hmm. guy that you traded away in that uh, <laughs> that amazing Robinson Cano deal. But I'm, gonna, I'm thinking a little bit outside the box as far as that goes. I'm going to go with a guy from Baltimore, Ryan Mountcastle. Oh, a uh, okay. guy hit over 300 last year, you know, limited time, of course. But I think having that uh, that experience under his belt is going to be enough to get him over the top. And, of course, I see uh, uh, Wanda Franco maybe coming up a little bit later and finishing second in that Rookie of the Year race. So, okay. yeah, that's that's the kind of – I know I, I can hear Jake Robinson screaming from here celebrating that <laughs> Jake Robinson, our host, our, our you know, host on the uh, Let's Talk Baseball Podcast Network, Facebook page, the Let's Talk Baseball Podcast Network, founder the godfather of this thing here. He also has the Jake Robinson sports experience. Shout out to Jake. Um, yeah, right. He's got to be happy with that Ryan Mountcastle pick. Uh, who you got in the National League? National League? I got to go with big bad Ian Anderson, man. Okay. Amazing changeup. Uh, amazing start to his career last year. Great performance in the postseason. And okay. I just think that, you know, health-wise, if it gets me 27 to 30 starts or so, I think he's going to take it away pretty easily over in the in the National League. Is he going to qualify? Is he, did, did he play in yeah. the he actually qual- I actually okay. checked that. Uh, Okay. Uh, today and he does qualify, and I guess uh, that kid Hayes down okay. in in Pittsburgh third baseman. But I think sometimes it's a little bit hit or miss with hitters, right? You know, in that second year, sometimes they you know uh, guys find holes in your swing. You know that uh, with Mister Alonso down there. In, yeah, well, they start to get York. the book on you, man. They start to get the book yeah, on you, and absolutely. you gotta and you gotta you gotta adjust to the adjustments. And you know what's mm-hmm. a good sign? Might not be good for you guys in the right. rest of the National League East, but uh. Rookie year, Alonzo forced his way on to the, the opening day roster because he had a monster spring spring training. Right, Last right. year with the start and stop, he had an eh spring training. It led to an eh season. Mm-hmm. He has been absolutely on fire this spring and tattooing everything. Right. So I'm hoping that that bodes well for, for him. 
But uh, going into the the rookie of the year pick, the, the names that you just said, I, I'm going to pick Cabrian Hayes, man. I think, mm-hmm. I, you know, the kid's going to be a phenom. I think the kid's going to be really, really good. I don't think he's going to be in that Juan Soto mode, mold, right, right. but um, I think Very he's going to Very few are, though. Yeah, I think he's going to be a, a, a special type player. I think he's going to be the one reason, the only reason to watch the uh, the Pirates this year to look out right. for. Um, it's, I mean, it'll only be for a couple of years until they lose control, and then they're going to trade him off because they can't afford oh, yeah. him. They don't want to pay him, and you know he'll wind up with the Yankees or he'll wind up yeah. with you know some other big market, the Dodgers or some shit. You know, yeah, and, definitely uh, and, one of the worst ownerships around in baseball. Yeah, absolutely. They never seem to to get a, a, a solid footing on what they want. The, to only, do. the only guy that I can remember the Pirates ever like paying to keep was McCutcheon. That was it. Yep. I, you know, and uh, I, I just see Cabrian Hayes being that next, like in that line. You know, I right. thought it would have been uh, Josh Bell. You know, kind of be mm-hmm. that player. Just unfortunately, it's not. Especially after that 2019 season, right. they had made the so, All Star too. Right, so I think Cabrian Hayes takes the National League Rookie of the Year, and okay. as much as I gotta grit my teeth and and fucking shit, Robinson Cano <laughs> and fucking Brody Van Wagen, you know I hope yeah, Brody yeah, Van yeah. Wagen is still employed. I know he's made a lot of money, so it's not like a bad <laughs> thing wishing bad on him. He's got right, money. Right. He's probably living comfortably, but I'm just hoping he's like locked away in some office somewhere far, Real far cool. away from a baseball team. You know, like. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. Jared Kalenic. You know, and I was all for that mm-hmm. deal, man. And I was, I was, you know what? Very rarely am I in favor of trading right. a, a, a bat for a pitcher, but that was such a glaring need. And Diaz yep. looked so dominant and he was so young and we had him for years, like control wise. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that Kalenic was going to be a lot further away. Right. And he's totally proven me wrong. And I think he's, even with them, you know, suppressing him and holding him down to, Get that extra year of uh, of uh, contract control on him. Right. I think he's gonna come up and just do what he's done all spring, and I think he's gonna run away with the um with the uh, American League Rookie of the Year. Even though that's a okay. good pick, Mark Castle, you made a good right. pick. I, I forgot about that, but uh, yeah, my my pick is Kalenic. Mm-hmm. And um, moving right along, manager. Yeah, I just wanted year. to jump in really quick, and I guess uh, say I, I don't think I said my picks for the AL Cy Young. Uh, yep. After you said uh, Cole, so I just wanted to say that I was choosing Lucas Giolito in the White Sox oh, to okay. sneak in and steal that Cy Young, and okay. you know, second place I got Garrett Cole. Yeah, so we're bro, we're on, we're on the same page, man. Basically, it's like you know, flip flopping. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Does that mean we're just baseball geniuses, or like I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I said we were home. You said, you know, I'm not going to say I'm a Hall of Famer, but then you throw out the genius card on the audience, man. What's up with that? I'm a fucking Hall of Famer. Hall can, of Fame I, genius. I yeah, I can, I'm a fucking Hall of Famer. I can say I'm a genius every now and again. <laughs> Shit, pat myself on the back. <laughs> you, you do you, brother. All right, so let, let, let's move it right along. Let's get into the uh, manager of the year, wrap it up, the, the awards uh, ceremony. Who do you got for manager of the year? Okay, well, one of the guys that I have is uh, over. I guess I'm gonna start over this time a little bit differently in the American League. Okay. For some reason, man, I, his name escapes me, and I jotted it down, but I can't find it now. Uh, but it's gonna be the manager of the Blue Jays, Charlie Montoya. Yeah, Charlie Montoya, there we yeah, go. Because I, I'm not, and I know it. And I was thinking, think Charlie I, Montana. <laughs> think about Tony Montana, man. When well, you say I, his name, I have the name <laughs> written right in front of me, and that's why I had it so quick because I picked Montoya right. too. And you know, okay. like I leaned that that whole division picking. 
that was really like more of a decision and kind of a back and forth than one would think mm-hmm. between yeah. the Jays and the Yankees. You know what I mean? So yeah. Charlie Montoya, I, I, I can't find no fault in that one. So we, we both got Montoya coming out of the uh, American League Manager of the Year. So what yeah. do you got for the National League? National League, man, it's going to be a homer pick, but I'm going to stick with Snit, especially the fact that uh, the job that he did last year mm-hmm. with uh, piecing that bullpen together, uh, basically having one starting pitcher for a long stretch, mm-hmm. proved that uh, you know he's he's finally found his footing with that team, and I uh, guess yeah, a pretty easy easy pick for me uh, for him taking the the National League Manager of the Year. Let's see what you got. I'm going to go home or two. I said Luis Rojas for the Mets because mm-hmm. this is going to be the first year that, you know, it's his second year managing, but this right. is going to be the first year where he's really going to be able to manage and he's not getting, you know, told what to do from upstairs from a two-bit hack GM, you know, a, a former player agent, you know, trying to convey messages oh, yeah. and the owner's son who's, you know, treats this like fantasy baseball camp. You know, he's actually yeah. going to make some decisions out there. He'll have his input, you know, from analytics and support staff and Sandy Alderson in the front office. But I think having, you know, the lack of success and going through the stories that were last year, you get the right. World Series and it all pans out and they win the World Series like I'm predicting, you got to say Luis Rojas is going to be the manager of the year. So that that's my pick, you know. Okay. So now I want to ask you, you threw out some names in the first segment and whatnot. For the Atlanta Braves in the 2021 season, who is your breakout? Who is the guy that nobody knows that's going to have the phenomenal season that everybody, oh, shit, who's that? Who's right. the guy? Well, I, I, I guess some, a lot of people know him, especially because of the name, but it's going to have to be Christian Pache. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you see the, the fact last year that he, during the regular season, I think he had one or two at-bats. Then he's thrown in an emergency situation. The National League uh, Championship Series hits a home run against the Dodgers. Right. Plays phenomenal defense. So, and I, another thing I saw was his patience at the plate that impressed me. You know, he was taking a lot of really close pitches there. Right. So I think that's a guy. Defense alone, I, I he could win a Gold Glove right now, and I prick, I'm picking him to win a Gold Glove for next year. Oh, and I could okay. also see him, uh, you know, being 20, 25 home run type of guy. So I, I was on the fence between him and Riley because we talked uh, about last uh, last episode about uh, Chipper Jones' possible effect on a guy like Austin Riley. Right. But it, I think Pache's phenomenal glove just threw it a little bit over over the top for me. Okay. So you got a hitter. Mm-hmm. What about you over there in Queens uh, for the Mets this year? What you got? I think it's going to be David Peterson. I think okay. David Peterson came up last year. He he pitched some big innings. Um, he proved that he belonged. He was kind of a somewhat touted uh, uh, talent coming up. You know, not not in the mold of a Noah or a Harvey coming out of the right. uh, out of the minors, but definitely. So you know who wasn't touted for you guys? Uh, Degrom. Degrom. Jacob yep. Degrom was a non like he was a non prospect at all. Exactly. You know, like he was, he wasn't spoken about. He wasn't even like a top ten prospect ever. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm hoping. You know, Peterson was ranked, I think, you know, top six or seven at some point. You know, number four right. or whatever he got up to. But uh, I think he showed he belonged last year, and I think he took some positive steps. Even though, again, you got to take everything with a grain of salt from last year because it's a it's a sixty game season. It's a short season. You know, a lot of guys weren't 
you know, weren't there. A lot of guys had opted out, but I think he took his opportunity with, you know, like a Marcus Stroman opting out, plus whatever little injuries that, that popped up. He right. took his opportunity and he forced, he, he forced the highly touted prospect that we had coming up, you know, that came up and was super inconsistent. Steven Matz, he forced right. him off the team. He forced Steven Matz to be traded mm-hmm. and, and let, you know, let the Mets became expendable. Trading. Became definitely became expendable because I'm the lefty mm-hmm. that's coming up here now. And I, I, I really expect, you know, I'm looking at maybe like a 12, 13 win season out of him, you know, three and a half yard race, something like that. I think his stuff just plays. I don't think he's, you know, over super dominating, but I think for a young guy, he knows how to pitch. And I right. think with some experience and being in the same rotation as a, uh, as a Jacob DeGrom, you know, you have the best pitcher in baseball to learn from, mm-hmm. you know, and again, another unspoken thing, even though he might not be pitching right away, Cookie Carrasco being in that, in that locker room and being in that bullpen and being in those sessions, right. I think that's going to be huge for a guy like uh, uh, David Peterson. I almost was, was going to say, uh, uh, Yamamoto, I had like hopes for Yamamoto Lucchese, but Yamamoto, not that he deserved it. It's just a numbers game. He got sent down right. to AAA. So mm-hmm. I, I think the big breakout, can, I think it's going to be David Peterson, man. I think right. he's going to wind up stepping up to, to show that, hey, you know, I, I'm here. I'm here yeah. to stay. You know, I think that's I wouldn't put too much breakout. stock into him going down either because the Brace and Bryce Wilson down. Yeah, I no. think it's also they have a lot of off days early. So, you know, yeah, mid, yeah, you know mid-April, you can see these guys popping back up. I, I have no issue with Yamamoto going down. We'll get a second mm-hmm. lefty with Lucchese into the rotation. Uh, Lucchese probably pitched, like, I mean, a hair better than Yamamoto. And it's one of those good problems to have, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, if, my fourth, if, if my fourth and fifth pitchers are, are pitching like that, I'm in good shape. And these yep. are guys that weren't even supposed to really like make the team. They really weren't supposed to be. They were more for depth, in, you know, to guard right, against right. injury. You know, <clears throat> I, I'm in. I consider myself to be in some decent shape with those guys down at the back end of the rotation. So David right. Peterson is my uh, is my uh, breakout pick for the Mets in 2021. Okay. And um, with that, we've covered. Uh, you know, we've gone through the whole review section. Yep. We've gone through previewed spring training and the awards section that everybody likes to do. Now, now it's time for the uh, the on field performance <laughs> to do all the talking. Now it's now you know by the time this hits your airwaves and you guys are listening to this, this will be a uh, night before day of opening day, and you know mm-hmm. hopefully all these uh, predictions that we have come true except yours because fuck the Braves and. Um, <laughs> real subtle bro real subtle yeah, i'm sorry man i haven't learned the art of subtlety just yet but i'm hoping that you know we get to see a good more than anything i just want to see a good competitive full baseball season 162 games yeah. give me some playoffs you know let's let's just get a full season in you know what i mean yeah. i want to see these guys slug it out National League East is like we've been talking about is going to be uh it's going to be a meat grinder. National League East is going to be fun to watch. I mean, even if you're just a fan of baseball, I think you're going to have to keep one eye on the National League East, you know, oh, yeah, every absolutely. night of, every night of the week because there's going to be matchups every night that yeah. you know are going to be some intriguing matchups going along It's, it's the go-to division for excitement easily, I think. I, I, absolutely, because you got the Braves going for it. You got the Mets going for it. You got mm-hmm. the uh, 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 the Nats that are still hanging around. You got the fish on the come up, and then you got like that mm-hmm. that Philly. Like, what's Philly going to be? What are they going to do? So it's yeah. definitely an intriguing division. So 
that's yeah. um that that's something I'm looking forward to. On a, on another note, um, it is 2021. You know, we're we're looking forward to a full baseball season. You know, we've had a lot of things going on last year with the COVID. Uh, we had a short season. It's been a rough year, rough calendar year for most yeah. people. Um, myself and you know myself included. Um, I just wanted to take out a quick minute to um, shout out my aunt, my aunt Lydia Titi Lee, who uh, just passed away. We just did her funeral the other day. She's a big, big influence. On me being a Met fan, she was a huge, huge Met fan. Um, she actually went into her, you know, with her casket and had a little Met flag, that little Met pennant that they put in there with her. You know, I was forced oh, enough okay. to be one of her uh, pallbearers at her services. And um, I'm, I'm actually putting this out there to, you know, just to mm-hmm. shout her out, but also to kind of give you guys warning because now we got another fan up there that's a, uh, you know, I told her to, you know, pull some strings with the big guy and let's, uh, you know, have a successful season. You know right. what I mean? So rest in peace to Titi Lee. I love you. I miss you. Um, let's go Mets. Hopefully we can uh, do something this year. And, uh, you know, that's what not, not to get too somber, not to get too down, but she was definitely a huge, huge Met fan, huge, you know, baseball fan. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there. And um, before we end, because you asked and because you set this up, Right before before we end the show today, the last show that we did, you know, premiere show. <laughs> I think kinda... <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> uh, we teased the. I'm, uh, I'm pimping my collar right now. As yes, you it yes. Up. <laughs> we teased we teased the Ricky Henderson story last week, and I was gonna save this, but you kind of like pushed. You was like, "Yo, let's. You got to get it out there." You know, so yep. a lot of you guys know, a lot of you guys on the page that have read my comments and that know me, you know. Anytime there's a post on the Let's Talk Baseball net, uh, Podcast Network Facebook page run by my man Jake Robinson, the Let's Talk Baseball Podcast Network, the Jake Robinson right. Sports Experience. Anytime Ricky Henderson comes up, my skin crawls, my hair stand up, and my <laughs> blood boils, and I, and I get this like mean, evil look. Like I can feel yeah. my ears getting hot, and nobody understands why. You know, it's it's always followed by a you know like a fuck. Ricky He's a Henderson. Hall of Famer. You gotta love him. You know, you know and, and it's always it's always followed. Like it's always just three words. It's it's a it's a it's a fuck period Ricky period Henderson period. Now, I'm I'm gonna share this story with you guys. I'm gonna tell you why I got such vitriol for Ricky Henderson. Okay, right. Two thousand season it's supposed to start. You know, magical run. Mets make the World Series that year. Subway Series versus the Yankees. Started out as a good season. Mm-hmm. Early on, it had to be like early May, mid-May, whatever it was. I'm going to a game, right? I'm at the game. I'm at the game with my sister, my brother-in-law, a friend of mine, and I think that I think that was it. Somebody else, whatever. I'm sitting on the left field sideline. We got great seats. My brother-in-law worked for a right. law firm that they used to just give out tickets all the time. So okay. His boy, our friend, you know, they worked together. So some days they would give it to my brother-in-law. Some days they would give it to my man, Joe, my brother-in-law, Al. Shout out to him. Um, okay. So they would alternate. And, the, you know, the company thought they were just giving it away to, like, two of the guys. Didn't know that they were taking all the tickets and we were all just going to the games. So <laughs> this one particular game, we're going to uh, to Shea Stadium. <coughs> going to old Shea, that old dump. I love that place. I miss that place. Um, 
We're sitting not on as, not the, as much as Chipper misses it, but go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I gotta I gotta put that that Chipper. Uh, yeah, in the show, yeah, yeah, I, I know it's gonna be a running <laughs> thing. I, I see it already. Anyway, we're down. We're down like field level seats, right? The you know the corporate right. seats down all the way down low. We're like I don't know three four rows from the wall. We're in between like the the cutout on the on the grass and the dirt on third base. And like the left field, we're like dead right smack in the middle, man. Ricky right. Henderson's right there. Can't be more than like, you know, 100 feet from me, whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. right there. You know, we're chanting out to him during, you know, warm ups and stuff. And he kind of turns and he kind of nods his head during warm ups. You know, right. he can hear us. And I know he can hear us. And everybody, you know, he definitely can hear us. So I forgot. I don't know if it was his first at bat, second at bat, whatever it is. He comes up to the plate, you know whatever pitch that it was. I can't remember. It was so long ago. We're talking 21 years ago. Right. Gets a pitch. Crack. I mean, it's a shot. Everybody yeah. stands up, hits this ball out the left field, and I'm looking, and her arms up, and I'm looking, and I'm looking. I'm standing, I'm following the flight of the ball. Right. Ricky Henderson is in the box. He's also, you know, right. following the flight of the ball, and he's looking, right. and he's just standing there, and, Ball hits off the top of the wall, stays in the fucking ballpark. Bounces past the left fielder. Winds up, you know, having to run to it. At minimum, at minimum, guy should have been on second base. Right? Mm-hmm. But Ricky being Ricky and doing Ricky things. Right. Ricky standing in the box and looking at the <laughs> looking at the flight of this long single. Yeah. Maybe Only he distracted might... him, bro. You know, be positive. Yeah, he couldn't hear me in the box, man. Yeah, you know, left okay, field, okay. Like he couldn't hear me in the batter's box. So <laughs> he winds up going to first base, and he only gets two first base. Long story short, mm-hmm. we lose that game. We wind up losing that game by a run, okay? Right. So now the next thing, we don't score. We don't score that inning. <laughs> we go on to lose that game. I you know, didn't know it at the time, but we went on to lose that game by a run. Okay. And he trotted back out into left field, I let off on one Mr. Ricky <laughs> Anderson. I dropped as many F-bombs and, and, and you mother, you know, and yeah. I went through every, everything that a fan, you know, nothing nothing too personal, you know, nothing yeah. beyond, nothing that crossed the line. Right. But I let him have it. Now, I'm a paying mm-hmm. customer. I'm not paying customer to take us free, but, you know, I'm a fan <laughs> in the stands, man. Theoretically. And, yeah, I'm a fan in the stands, and I yeah, let... Like I have the right to say that I want to be gonna, Exactly. I, 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 <laughs> and that was probably part of what played into it, because we bought beer that... We bought a lot of beer that day. Okay, okay. And I let Ricky have it. <laughs> my brother-in-law joined in. My, yeah. my boy Joe, who's also a Met fan, joins in. Then I got the guy next to us to join in. Guy in front of us joins in, and by before you know it, about two innings later, it just progressively got worse. And by the time <laughs> the eighth, ninth inning rolled around, man, I had the entire section in left field on the you know the field stand mm-hmm. screaming, "F you, Ricky, Ricky, yeah. you suck!" It was all kinds of nonsense going and. He heard us, you know. He heard. Right. He put, his, you know, he did the hands on the hip thing. He looks over, yeah, and, yeah. You know, whatever. So, the moral of the story is, even despite that that horrible day for Ricky Henderson, somehow he still made the Hall of Fame. You know, surprisingly enough. Yeah, well, fuck him anyway. So anyway, <laughs> we 
We're leaving the stadium now. Like I said, we lose by a run. I'm pissed off because you know what? The whole thing went. He, he should have been on second because there was a hit later on. He only right. wound up in third. We didn't wind up scoring. I was like, he should have scored. We could have won that game. Whatever, whatever. Right. We're walking out, walking out past uh, like the back of uh, City, uh, not City Field, Shea Stadium. Right. See a bunch of guys in suits. And again, I've got this whole section cheering with me, and we're all walking out cheering, calling for Ricky Henderson's head. Right. I see a couple guys. Now, I can neither confirm nor deny this, but I asked Uh this gentleman, this one guy, if he worked for the Mets, and he would not confirm nor deny it, right? Right. Just a guy in a suit. I said, Mm -hmm. Did you work? And I was a little little, little drunk, just a little tipsy. Mm -hmm. I said, Did you work for the Mets? He kind of smiled and he laughed. I was like, because right. if you do, if you've got any kind of sway, Ricky Henderson needs to go. He needs to right. get out and never put on another Met uniform. What yeah. kind of horse shit was that? Let him have <laughs> it. And had a cut, you know, I had my cheering section with me. And they all, you know, long story short, next day, Ricky Henderson's cut and he was bounced from the Mets. And I take full, total <laughs> credit for getting Ricky Henderson cut yep. from the New York Mets for that bullshit. <laughs> That lackadaisical, non-hustling. Right. That's not. It wasn't the fact that he didn't hustle. It was the fact that Jorge pointed it out, right? Yeah, no, I no, oh, okay, totally, okay. totally. I I don't know if anybody else saw it. I saw it and I pointed it yeah. out to the guy in the suit, and that guy in the suit made that shit happen. So I made that shit happen. I got Ricky Henderson cut from the New York Mets. Fuck you, Ricky Henderson. We should have won that game. You know, I listen. It is. Hopefully, oh, Uncle Steve can hear this podcast. You know, maybe send you some tickets. Or make me an advisor. Remember, I am a Hall of Famer and a genius. Yeah, hey, 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 baby, baby <laughs> steps. You know what I'm saying? Hey, baby Wait, steps. Well, I'm just, listen, we're going to go swing for the fences here, man. We only have an interim GM at the moment. I'd like to throw my name right. in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can be a GM. Yeah. Why not? You know? But anyway, that's the Ricky Henderson story for all you guys that know. That's why I have such vitriol for, for Ricky Henderson. The guy didn't run out the damn what looked like a home run to him and everybody else in the stadium hit the top yeah. of the wall and uh, it cost us a game in my mind. So I got him cut from the New York Mets. And there you go. That's the Ricky Henderson story. For those of you that have never read it on the page, the few times that I had posted about it when asked. If um, you don't know, now you know. And now you know. And that's the story. <laughs> so I think we're going to wrap up on that note. It's been a, a fun show as always. Ozzy, I appreciate the the chit-chat, the back and forth. Um, You are listening to the Chopping Apples podcast, part of the Let's Talk Baseball podcast network, the Let's Talk Baseball podcast network Facebook page, Let's Talk Baseball, uh, the Jake Robinson Sports Experience. You can catch that wherever you catch your podcast. These podcasts for the Chopping Apples, uh, Chopping Apples podcast will be out soon. You can reach us at the Chopping Apples at uh, choppingapplespodcast at gmail.com. Um, it'll be up on all these uh, on all our sites, those social media yeah. sites. I'm gonna let Ozzy handle that stuff because I'm not, you know, too tech savvy as we've went over. Um, so again, it'll be gracing, my- it'll be gracing <laughs> your newsfeed along with all those fire memes y'all be sharing. So don't worry about it. Exactly. So, um, you know, for myself and for Ozzy, you know, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for hanging out for us. This is gonna be, you know, the first of many, many more, you know, Mets, Braves, Central. So if you're a Met fan. If you're a Braves fan, if you're a fan of the National League East, 
this is the podcast that you're going to want to tune into this is the place that you're going to want to be to get anything and everything related to the Mets and to the Braves and on that note Ozzy take us out of here man all right man thanks a lot for setting it up I just want to thank all those seam heads out there all those baseball aficionados out there for tuning in and supporting our show this week Remember, soon you're going to be catching us on Facebook, YouTube, and all those other, you know, popping social media platforms. Just type in the Chopping Apples podcast and support us on social media whenever those pages come out. So for my co-host, Jorge Huertas in New York City, and this is Ozzy Cruz signing off. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>